and welcome to another episode of Making It EV, your podcast about EVs. With us in the room, we've got Jolo Bernsey and myself, Nina. Hi, everyone. Hello, yo, yo. So today's episode is a little bit different. We went live to the fully charged conference show expo thing. In Fest- it's a festival, festival of all things EV. Everything. Yeah. Just <laughs> electrification. Electrification. Okay, electrification, really. Yeah. It, it's a first time down in Australia, which I think is pretty massive, considering, I guess, we were but a glint in EV's eyes as a country a few years ago. So people are super keen for this show. It's over two days. And we went in there, we packed our little roving mics, had our very cool T-shirts. You should check out our Instagram. We look nice, nice and nerdy with those. Uh, and, yeah, we just interviewed a whole bunch of different people uh, looking into the different tech, different brands coming up, startups. There's a lot going on. Uh, so let's take a listen uh, to all the people we had some great chats with. So, what you're about to hear now is some of us talking to the fine people at the Fully Charged show. Some of them are EV owners, and we've been able to kind of take a closer look at the not-so-common EV models. First up, we're going to be talking with Evan and his Volvo, and then Nina's going to give a review of a smart car all the way from the UK. We've got Richard and his Hyundai Ioniq 5. Then we're going to get into the detail with a Peugeot. Uh, Finished up with Michael and his VW conversion. Well, cars everywhere. Oh, test drive inquiries. Yeah. Wow. So, Joel, what do you what do you see? Tell me about what you're seeing at the moment. I mean, it's huge. It's pretty exciting. Uh, a lot going on. We're starting to walk into the depths of it. You can see a Polestar here. Going to have a little look to see if we can get any test drive action going. But yeah, exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's big. It's big. Yeah. Very big. Well, I can probably count maybe like it's like maybe like a dozen stalls. Even more, big Probably ones, more. heaps yeah. of demo models. A lot, lot of people. How many people do you reckon there are? And lots of cars. <laughs> lots of cars. Lots of cars. Bernsey, so this is the car that I'm actually looking at. It's probably top of my uh, wish list in terms of the purchase. So it's a Volvo XC40 recharge model. Sitting in it for the first time, I'm actually going to book a test drive at some point. And gee, I like it. I think it's pretty schwab. I, why, why I like the car? Because it's an SUV. It's a smaller, compact SUV. Although, pretty reputable name. It's not cheap, unfortunately. And I have a feeling like there's a bit of a wait time. And, and unfortunately, there's not many in terms of second hands on the market for this model either. So, yeah, they're, they're the things just holding me back at the moment. But so, not what cheap. What's your... What, what's, what's that mean? Uh, I think it's somewhere around let's say like $86,000 to buy a new. So... Yeah, it's not um, a bit of an investment in terms of a car, but it's gorgeous. What do you think? What do you? Yeah, it looks good. Um, you know, like, kind of like, in terms of, like, the appearance and the inside, it's kind of a mix between a, a Tesla and just your average kind of Nissan Leaf in terms of the the setup and, and how it looks and feels. But, um, no, it clearly looks like a... Like a real pro car. I mean, I've got to say, I'm not a fan of the air vents. <laughs> <laughs> don't like the air vents? I don't know. Yeah. Kind of look like some kind of futuristic aeroplane spin-up on its yeah. side kind of thing. But yeah. um, hey, that's just personal. Fair crack. Hey, mate. Hi. How you going? Good, how are you? Evan was happy to answer a few questions. Oh, lovely. So Evan, we are at the fully charged show, and this is your Volvo. It is, yeah. Fantastic. XC40 twin recharge. 
Unreal. Yeah. How long you had it for? Uh, about a month. Okay, really? I just got it, yeah. Yeah? Fantastic. So I was saying before, this is the car that I'm looking at in terms of buying. I think it, I mean, it looks amazing. What's the verdict one month in? Uh, it's great. The thing I like about it, the main selling point was it just looks like a normal car. Yeah. Uh, so most people that drive past wouldn't actually know it's an EV. It doesn't look like an EV. It looks exactly like the petrol apart from a few minor things outside. It's pretty good value for the twin model. Uh, so twin motor, it's like the best value twin motor electric car you can get out of all of them. It's powerful. The range is not great because it's a big heavy Volvo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for city driving, it's fine. They claim 450. You, I get about 400 Ks okay. out of a full charge. So yeah. it's perfectly fine. And what were, what were your main drivers in terms of buying this? Uh, I was looking at this and the Polestar. Uh, and I found the Polestar cabin was a little bit small. And I was coming from a Subaru XV. Uh, so I sort of like the SUV shape of this car. Bigger cabin, looks like a normal car. Um, and it, for the twin, uh, I get all-wheel drive as well. Fantastic. And if you don't mind me asking, what was the cost of? This was 85. 85. Yeah, so yeah. I ordered it uh, April last year. So okay. it was the old pricing. Sorry, <laughs> April last year. Yes, and I only got it in February this year. There okay. was a lot of issues with production in China. So they had COVID lockdowns. They had lockdowns due to the drought. So the factory was like 13 weeks behind. So I was originally okay. supposed to get it in August and it was delayed till February this year. Gee, that's so. like a really... Yeah, Long wait for a Christmas. And I think present, if, if you it? order one now uh, in March, you probably get it about November this year for the twin oh, wow. model. Okay. The twins are the most popular. How'd yeah. you feel about waiting that long? Was it? Uh, I wasn't happy about it, uh, <laughs> but I did, yeah, didn't really have options anyway. Like yeah. even if you you could cancel your order at any time and get your deposit back, but um, if you went and ordered another car, there'd be a wait anyway. Totally. So, yeah, and so. and this was really, it was the best car that I could you know that I'd found. So yeah, was, I was happy to wait for it. Yeah. And what's it like to drive? Uh, it's very good. It's very yeah. fast. So being okay. a twin, it's got 300 kilowatts. Yeah. Um, it's nice and smooth. It's got pilot assist. So when yeah. you're doing long drives, uh, it does the radar cruise control uh, and does the steering for you as well. Yeah. So okay. it makes long drives a lot more relaxing. Fantastic. And just um, the SUV format, you, do you have a family? You, you... Uh, no, it's just me. Not but I go. I sort of go like do some off-road trips every yeah. now and then. So that's why I wanted the all-wheel drive yeah. and a bit of space. Okay. Uh, so if you put the the back seats down, you get plenty of boot space to yeah. put gear in. We're just yeah. looking at it now. There's like plenty of space there yeah. in terms of could whack the golf club or the bike or the surfboard, whatever. It... Yeah, that's right. You and fit um, a lot. how do you charge? Mostly at home. So I have a, a Zappy. So I do mostly solar charging at home. So I've done two and a half thousand Ks in this since I got it and I haven't paid for charging at all. Yeah, right. So, so it's mainly done through your solar. Yeah, basically I just leave the car plugged in at home and when the sun's up, it charges it. Yeah. Um, and I, I commute to work by train. So if I park in the car park, uh, I can just plug it in a PowerPoint as well, just to top up throughout the day. How's the Zappy go? The Zappy's great. Um, so basically, we got that fully installed with uh, with our three-phase solar, and so we mostly use it in Eco Plus mode, uh-huh. and so it only charges with solar. If it detects you start to use the grid, it ramps down the charge of the car, um, and if there's not enough, it just cuts off the charge. Fantastic. Um, so basically, we're not paying for any extra electricity. Great. Got quite an envious setup, yeah, I reckon. I it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's a big solar system, so it's uh, it's like 16 kilowatts, and the oh. car can, the car can do 11. Holy so my moly. solar can put 11 straight in the car. Wow! And so it, it realistically, given the amount of drive, it'll top the car up in like an hour, back back to 90 percent again. So. And we've got a Polestar 2 as well, so and that's, we're charging both cars off the solar, Unbelievable. and we don't really pay for any charging. Good on you. Well, Evan, you've got the setup here. I have, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks Very for jealous. taking us through. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate awesome. that. See ya. This one caught my eye, Jolo, as I was walking past a sea of cars. It's a little smart car 
that is electric. It's been imported from the UK. And for me, that's that's a perfect amount of car. It's basically pretty much the smallest car. It's much. yeah, yeah. It's basically a bicycle with a <laughs> with a roof on it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this one this one got my engine what revving. What do you like about it? It feels like how electric vehicles should look like in a way. Like a lot of these cars here just look like cars. They they seem kind of big and bulky and uh, just too much. Yeah, and it feels a bit zippy. Yeah. So it feels like the perfect, as an inner city liver, inner, inner city, yeah, it feels like this perfect little zippy inner city two-seater, enough to get here and there. Yeah. You can park in tight spaces. Yeah. It probably wouldn't cost a lot or need a lot of charging time totally, potentially, yeah. Yeah. which could be good if you don't have a lot of charges around or you have to set something up quite complicated at home. Uh, it's not cheap though. It was £22,000. Pounds. pounds from the UK and then another 6k to import it Ooh. so it's costing some money but it has a cute little roof yeah. which just opened up sure so you can sunbathe maybe yeah. it's censored <laughs> yeah. and now there's a crowd of people around us so I think I've, <laughs> yeah. I brought the boys to the yard <laughs> with my little smart car so there you go I give this car uh, a four out of five four out of five, four out of five oh, for today excellent. great <laughs> so Marcus tell us about your little smart car, which I rated four out of five, apparently not high enough. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> no. I'd give it a four out of five as well. Um, I accidentally bought a, a normal petrol smart car years and years ago um, for three grand, and I just love driving it around, but obviously the engines of the original smarts were terrible. And then I saw this, and Australia left, well, smart left Australia in 2017, and I always wanted an electric one, so just imported one. There you go. Yeah, pretty easy, and it's probably the cheapest smart electric car you can get in Australia, even with the import fees. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so what, what does it convert to in Australian dollars, approximately? Uh, it's $44,000 Australian. Okay. So it's £22,000, and then about $6,000 import fees. It's still cheaper than like a brand new yeah. other car. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so tell us what it's like driving this. I mean, do you live in the city? Where, uh, whereabouts yeah. are I, you I in I live Sydney? in the city. Yeah. Um, it's like a go-kart. So even if you're doing 50k an hour, it feels like insanely fast. Um, does about 130k a charge, which, you know, once or twice a week, I'll just plug in at home and it's yeah. ready to go. And, and when you say plug in at home, what yeah. do you? What's your living situation? Your home, your um, apartment. We've got a garage. Yeah, you've got a garage. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. it's quite easy to yeah. wall charge. Before, before yeah. we didn't, we just put like the cables across the pavement and put like um, electrical safety stuff that you know construction workers have, mm. and people didn't care about that. They yeah. just take the prams over, but now it's much easier. Okay. Um, nice. And what's it? What's it like? Obviously, it's only a two seater, so that I'm guessing fits well with your lifestyle or yeah. how's it been? Well, yeah, just two of us and two a dog. Two of you? So, yeah, oh, yeah, it's super perfect. easy. I've reversed up to, you know, the post office when there's no parking before <laughs> up to the curve and it's the same, you know, uh, length as a, the width of a normal car. So you're not supposed to do that, but it gets yeah. you out of a pickle when you're dropping yeah. something off. So just Amazing. As, just as we've been talking, the roof has been coming off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And these Nina, little... I can see you in this car. Oh. Uh, I mean, this looks like my, you know, the Barbie car that I owned <laughs> for my Barbies in the 90s, but yeah. an adult version. And these little oh, things wow. pop off completely, so if you want to run around the beach or something and look like an actual Ooh. Barbie doll and Ken doll. But that is, know. it's all I want, yeah. really, in life. So you would you would rate it 4 out of 5 then? I would, yeah. Okay, obviously, what's the one? Where, where does it lose the, the star? Well, the 130 kilometre charge, I mean, I don't need anything more, but, you know, everyone wants more. You know, if it was, you know, 250 or 300, awesome. Um, uh, that's probably it, to be honest. Is, I think it's just really, really fun. I think it's super fun. Is there, did you say it's the only one in Australia? Or? Uh, there's one, a 2018 model. It's got a slightly different facade, but this is the only one in Australia. What about the, um, the Apple CarPlay? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Apple CarPlay as well came standard one month after mine was constructed. So I've got oh. the original. There is an upgrade, but um, yeah. Mercedes said that if they accidentally wipe all the electrics out, then it's not under warranty. So I just left it. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah left but it. it's not a big, it's not a deal breaker. I love it. I, I could definitely see myself in this. So putting that on my Christmas list for, for Thank 2050. You. Thanks so much, Marcus. Richard, this is your Hyundai Ioniq 5. That's correct, yes. Yeah, right. you've had it for... 10 days. 10, 10 days. days. Wow, fresh. Now, Sal, first, first question, did you have to wait a while to get it? Yes and no. The model that Hyundai is using is, I guess you call it called a ballot. Uh, some people call it ruder names than that. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, they tell you when the next lot are going to be available. You then have to go onto their website and select the one you want from what's available okay. and pay a deposit. Yeah, that was it. And what were your main drivers around? Is this your first EV? Or no. Had, okay, right, you've had a few, yeah. I've had, well, it's, it's, I've had one and a half EVs before this. Okay, yeah. The half being a plug-in hybrid. Okay. So I've had the plug-in hybrid for four years. I've had a, a Nissan Leaf for three years. Yes. The Leaf is great around town. It's not so great as a touring car and okay. our needs have changed, so... We need to do more touring. Okay. We want to do more touring. Do you want to get more around Australia? Yes. Yeah. Get on the road. Yeah. yeah. One of the big selling aspects is the space internally. Indeed. And yeah, tell us about that. It's got a lot of space both both in the front end and the back. The yeah. centre console it moves moves forward and backwards, so you can, oh, yeah. almost like the old sort of bucket seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side bench seat. <laughs> Unreal. That makes sense. Yeah. In the back, the seats go forward and backwards. Yeah. And there's plenty of PowerPoints for teenage kids. Yeah. We have grandchildren, so okay. All right, that, yeah. makes, that makes a difference there. And the Ionic 6 also has what's called vehicle to load, so you can you can plug in uh, up to 15, 15 amps. I'm sorry, this is the Ionic 6 we're looking at? This is the 5. The 5, the five okay. Right, yeah. Yeah. The Ionic 5 has vehicle to Vehicle to load, which means you can, you can plug a, yeah. a, a standard um, device into yeah. 240 volt. So you're looking to get more around Australia in the car? Not necessarily around Australia, but certainly... Longer trips. Longer trips. Right. How does that go with your thoughts on general infrastructure around charging? Is it there? Where... For what we want to do, it is. But it's also a matter of planning, planning your trip. I mean, people complain that, that you have to queue up during uh, during school holidays and busy times. Well, yes, you do on any for any vehicle, really. Yeah. If you pick if you pick your time and uh, do a bit of planning, I've never had too much of a problem. Okay. So we're standing at the Good Parco store. We do love them. We interviewed Anton and Seb in previous episodes. And they've got a couple of cars on show. So which one are we standing in front of? This is a Peugeot. Pe Peugeot. Peugeot? <laughs> is it Peugeot? <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, whatever it is. It's uh, it's quite, it's got a chunky front. It's like an SUV. Yeah. Not, not too different to the Volvo that was outside, but I quite like the XC40 recharge. Well, I'm imagining this is a lot cheaper. So, Maybe. Yeah, Do you think? Why would it be cheaper? The Volvo's expensive. Oh, is it? Yeah. But Peugeot is a classy car. Uh, true. Yeah. 
maybe the, the Fujo. The Fujo <laughs> might be cheaper. <laughs> the Fujo is cheaper. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what I'm starting to notice a little bit of a trend in terms of the car colours. So it's it seems to be this bright sort of blue crayon colour that's really dominating some of these lower, maybe lower end, do you think? Yeah. Maybe lower end cars. We're standing here, we've got the BYD brand, which is opposite, and their one is also the BYD Auto 3, and that one also seems to be the same kind of slightly more teal but blue. It's not I, a great colour, is it? I'm personally not a fan. Yeah. I'm a bit of an aesthetic traveller, and uh, yeah, not my first choice for some reason. I don't know, what, what colour EVs do you like? I like the more... There's something a little bit more futuristic totally. and elegant about those colours, totally. I feel. These timeless. ones, timeless. Yeah. Oh. Timeless Pujo! Joel Pride. Okay, here we go. Oh, Alright, what are we... So it's a Peugeot E2008 SUV by looks of things, and I like it. I think it has it looks... a GT on the steering wheel. Is that something? No idea. Oh. <laughs> but I like. It. What do you think, man? After seeing it, I mean, it? I like the leather ish. Yeah. yeah. The stitching's quite nice. There's the. It's very. Weird hexagon shape yes. design. There's I a lot know. of he like the steering wheel is a little bit of a hexagon. The screen's like a pentagon, not that kind of pentagon or whatever the shape is. Uh, I mean, actually, no, I don't like it. It feels quite boxy. Yes, that's what it is. It's a bit boxy, and the plastic feels a little cheap. The See that cheap? Yeah, yeah, Sounds that's like cheap, cheap yeah. plastic. Yeah. You can hear it, and um, a little almost like a. Like this is a little throwback 80s, yes, like almost yes. 80s car design internally in terms of the, the fan vents. Yeah. Uh, the gear stickers, uh, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not sure about well, that. Like how many stars? Oh, this one's not doing well in my books. Two and a half. Two and a half, okay. Two and a half. We're not liking this one. Yeah. Right. Peugeot or Pujo, it's not working. <laughs> so, Michael. Yeah. We are looking at what exactly? Okay, so a 1963 Volkswagen Carmen Gear. Basically the same as Volkswagen Beetle, but a different body shell. Okay, so much better looking. I it's think. beautiful. As I said before, that is a banging car. <laughs> that yeah. is gorgeous. Get that rating from Nana today. Oh, because I have been hypercritical about a lot of uh, things. There's a lot of nice but cars this, here. No, this is a beautiful car yeah. on its own. It's gorgeous, and then you add the electric component. Done. I'm done. So at the back, we've got a Tesla small drive unit. Probably out of a Tesla Model X or an S. Yeah. Haven't got to the bottom of that yet. So this replaces the petrol motor that was at the back in that position so i've taken that motor out i've also taken the transmission out and the axles out so that tesla motor will direct drive both of the rear wheels and then i've got a battery pack that's split between the front and the rear so the rear battery pack is is bigger it's got 12 modules in it the front battery pack has got four modules and all together that gives me 35.5 kilowatt hours, which I'm estimating will translate to about 200 kilometers of range. Yep. 
and it's at 355 volts, so it's quite a high voltage pack when you compare that to a lot of the other conversions that are here. Interesting. So you're not just creating an electrified car, but you're also making it modern in yeah. that sense because 100%. this old vehicle from 1963 wouldn't have had. Yeah. Absolutely. So it will have air conditioning. <laughs> it'll, but it'll we're giving the, the mod cons, right? Yeah. Not Absolutely. only just keeping it electric, but actually upgrading yeah. it in other yeah. ways. You're pimping There's it. Pimping it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but a subtle, a subtle pimp. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. A, you know, I, I will have an iPad in the yeah, car, and yeah. all of the controls are going to be accessed through the iPad. So. So you won't have a dashboard computer. No, like it will be in the dash, but I'm going to recess it so out of the way. Elegant. So when you look through the window, yeah, it'll be subtle, right? Yeah. Uh, but all the gear selection and the battery information, state of charge, that type of stuff will be accessible through the iPad. And that Bluetooth to the motor control. Yeah. And then, of course, there'll be Google Maps and yeah. music and everything else you get with an iPad. So... From a technology point of view, yeah, it'll, it'll have all the mod cons. It's got a Bluetooth radio, which is a bit of a retro-style radio yeah. with hands-free cooling and all that. Nice, okay. And then mechanically, there's been some upgrades as well. So the 1963 Volkswagen had what's called a swing axle style of suspension. So I've had to upgrade that to a, an IRS, a trailing arm suspension, uh, which was standard in later model Volkswagens, but that was a mechanical upgrade that I had to have done and I got a Volkswagen specialist to do that for me and that was probably the, the longest lead time I that, that that defined you know oh, right. where I'm at and everything um, and then I've lowered the car because I like <laughs> yeah it does it does look, I like it, yeah. is, it is low and those tyres are very nice yeah white, yeah white uh, put the white walls on white and, walls. Uh, those are beautiful look yeah, at that chrome there's some nice chrome, so, um, chrome gonna, accents I mean it looks like a, a, a hell of a journey you're on so I'm going to ask the obvious question but why why did you do it a couple of reasons firstly I've always loved this particular model of car so I've always always wanted one of these about I would say maybe five to seven years ago is when I started on the electric car journey, mm. really prompted by Tesla and what they were doing, but pretty quickly came across some guys in California who were doing EV conversions and got pretty interested in, in what they were doing and Volkswagens are fantastic cars to do conversions to because they're so easy to work on, they're so easy to remove a motor, bolt on an electric motor. And probably for about five to ten years, there's been a, a, a couple of companies who have been repeatedly doing EV conversions to Volkswagen. So I really decided that if I got my Carmen gear, I was going to do an EV <laughs> conversion. And then the longer term plan is to make this a, a bi-directional uh, car as well. Yeah. So if I get uh, my act together, I'm going to hopefully claim the title of the world's first bi-directional Tesla. Oh, but, uh, so what? So I think for our listeners, what does bi-directional mean? Okay, so that's where you can use the energy in the battery pack in your car and you can take it out of that to power other things. In your home, In particular, right? yeah. your whole home. Like you, oh. can, you can plug it into your house and you can run your house off your car. So there's a few different sort of levels, you know, some people talk about using the power and feeding it through your house back into the grid. I think that's still a little way off, that's quite complex, there's a lot of 
other people who have to be involved, network providers and, and retailers and that type of thing. Uh, and then there's a lower level where you can just plug appliances directly into your car, uh, vehicle to load, where you plug a fridge in or a stereo or a battery charger for your tools. So I think at least vehicle to load and vehicle to home, that's really what I'm aiming for for my car. Right. Wait, so you, you didn't own this car before you started building it? No, I like, purchased this car yeah. in America okay. uh, about a year ago and then I had to... For the for the precise purpose of then converting it to electric? Yeah, yeah. So you didn't want to drive it as it was? I, I did want to drive it, so yes. I imported the car. It took about, took about six months from when I purchased it to when it landed yeah. and then I had to do some mechanical work on it to get it running to then get it registered, get it engineered as an imported vehicle. And then I drove it around for about a month and I really wanted to drive it around to get to know the, the car, to break down a few times yeah. on the Harbour Bridge. I was about to say, you shared a picture of me on that lane where you're going into the Harbour Bridge and yeah. the car's just there. Yeah, that was fun. It was a hot day and vapor lock oh, and the fuel God. line and, you know, all, all of the classic things that... Uh, Classic car ownership yeah. includes, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, smelly car, breaking it, down, flawed <laughs> to a degree, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because we spoke to one company, they do, I think they call unique EV conversions, yep. and they were saying a lot of people are coming to them who have owned their classic cars for, for ages, not necessarily since they were built, but for a long time, and now they're seeing that there is a need to electrify them, but you've almost done the reverse where you wanted the electrification to start with and then bought your dream car in order to do that. It wasn't something that you had sitting in your garage for years. Or yeah, was correct. I mean, I would have loved to have had this car sure. sitting in my garage for oh. the last three years. <laughs> right. And, it, so and it I would was, have yeah. done it. I yeah. probably would have done the conversion earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a good 18 months to find this find car. It. And, yeah. uh, you know, the importation process took a bit mm. longer than I would have liked. I didn't really want to import one from America, but that's just the way it happened. But, um, you know, also the aspect of of you know refreshing a car yeah and you talk about sustainability aspect of yeah. you know, building a new car mm. and the embedded carbon that's in in this car that's it's a 60 year old car and it's yeah. a beautiful thing and, <laughs> and yeah i can putter around and i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna kill the earth by going on a sunday drive yeah. in my little engine you know vintage car but but to be able to showcase it Look, it is a beautiful car, beautiful. you know, it is. And, and it's a great conversation starter. Yeah. The, the amount of people who've come up and just said, wow, this is amazing, it's, yeah. it's electric, wow, you know, it's it's great to get people thinking about that. We've been standing here for like 10 minutes now and just the amount of people that have come and to flock around it is, is incredible. Um, Michael, we won't keep too much, th thanks for speaking to making it, but we will have to get you back on, I think, to, to, once, it's, once it's finished. Can we, can we... Uh, Get in there when it finishes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, right. That yeah, would be when fun. I'm, when I've finally got it rolling. Yeah. I bags the front. <laughs> yeah, I'll take I want to be in the front. Yeah, yeah for Thanks sure. Mate. That's great. Thanks, mate. You guys can squeeze in the back. <laughs> <laughs>well thanks everyone for listening to our latest episode of making it ev don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and we'd love to hear from you what are your thoughts please send us an email hello at makingitev.com and of course this podcast is recorded at forbes street studios on gadigal land thanks to the team here especially anthony who is a recording king and keeps us in check thank you everyone and you can find out more about us on our website, makingitev.com, and also follow us on Instagram, making underscore it underscore ev. Thanks, everyone, and happy driving. Yeah.